Hello everyone and Namaskar. Today's discourse is titled Taraka Brahma and it is the 10th discourse in the compilation titled Who is the Real Guru? Consciousness in the psychophysical unit structures gets manifested in the process of Pratisanchara when Purushottama by his Ota Yoga associatively reflects on the unit psychic plate. It is through this process, Pratisanchara, that the ever-merciful elevates each creation of his by the force of Vidyamaya. As already discussed, the physical and psychic clash and the attraction of the great cause psychic dilation, and ultimately, the unique psychic body can attain its final liberation or mukti by its spiritual sadhana. Different unit minds exist at different levels and experience varying degrees of his love and proximity depending upon their progress in the process of pratisanchara. The auspicious day with infinite ananda descends, and all the bondages of prakriti shatter down when brahmatva is attained. Such individuals set the ideal for humanity, and in turn, humanity starts paying homage to them. Such elevated beings can and should only be called Mahapurusha, meaning thereby elevated psychic beings. Unto their holy feet, one can offer the flowers of devotion and aspiration, but they desire no crude earthly flowers and offerings. The advent of Mahapurusha is misinterpreted as incarnation. Incarnation is an illogical hypothesis. The whole universe being created out of him and by him is his incarnation. The term avatara means a derivation, and the application of this term to individual units who are far advanced in the process of pratisanchara is a misleading misnomer. It is illogical to consider that the macrocosm metamorphosed himself directly into some unit structure, mostly as a human being. Human beings are the most evolved individual units as a class in this creation, and every stage of the elevated psychic Mahapurusha is the result of Sanchara and then Pratisanchara. It is a gradual elevation and not an abrupt descent or occurrence. Logically speaking, therefore, it would be correct to designate any unit consciousness as an incarnation of God, or to say that the messenger of God traverses the path of Sanchara, goes through a process of evolution and and importance, and through psychic dilation in the process of pratisanchara reaches different stages of elevation. The incarnation theory, or avatara vada, however, hypothesis that the incarnated being is the direct descent of the Almighty, the rest of his creation remaining unexplained as to its source of origin. The word avatara derives from ava and tri, which means descend, derive, or degenerate. The incarnated being, according to this dogma of degeneration of Purushottama, cannot have an equal status with Purushottama. When the psychic status of a created being assumes sameness with the cosmic entity, the unipsychic entity actually merges into the cosmic mind, leaving no dualism. Hence, how can any equal status with Purushottama be imagined existing as a separate entity in any stage within Brahmachakra, the collective name of Sanchara and Pratisanchara. The whole theory of incarnation 
or avatara vada is therefore not convincing and rational for an intellectual analysis. Behind the superstitious belief of avataravada lies one more social current created by a class of vested interests. Inquisitiveness and reasoning is a natural impulse in human beings. Due to certain pressing circumstances or intellectual renaissance, there was a reaction against the illogical faiths and superstitions prevailing in the society. These superstitions provided a strong basis for exploitation of society by intellectual parasites who had learned to live on the blood and labor of others. To maintain their domination through a system of superstitious beliefs, these parasites invented means to curve this growth of reaction and intellectual rationalism and presented to the mass a sentimental appeal. Any command, rational or rational, was enforced on society with so-called divine force by enunciation of the Incarnation Theory. Corruption was perpetrated in the name of God, and all those raising their heads against such commands or preachings were called reactionaries, atheists, and curbed drastically. Give the dog a bad name and hang it was their motto. They went to the extent of manipulating, polluting, and misinterpreting even the precious writings of many great philosophers whose work had been respected as religious treatises from ancient times, all with an ulterior motive to get their interests served. Taraka Brahma In Brahma Chakra, there is no uniformity of flow. The speed of the sentient force is greater than that of the mutative, and the mutative has more speed than the static. Thus, in the beginning of Sanchara, the speed is greater. Similarly, after elevation, under the influence of the sentient force, or reaching Samanya Deha, a stage beyond the Hiranmaya Kosha, where the unit mind experiences only the sentient force, the speed is greater. The speed of the unit mind far exceeds the normal flow in the cosmos, and it gets accelerated if the unit mind, as a result of spiritual practice, tends itself towards the nucleus consciousness. Since the beginning of creation, humans have been aspiring for this merger with the nucleus consciousness. The non-uniformity of speed changes the movement of the unit mind to an elliptical force, and the motion changes to oval from circular. They get merged in Purushottama, who aspires for him as the ultimate destiny. But those who aim at moksha where sadhana is the complete surrender of self into that nirguna brahma, the objectless consciousness. Get out of this brahma chakra by a tangential touch. At this point of tangential touch is the abode of Taraka Brahma, who resides within the scope of both nirguna and saguna brahma. Taraka Brahma is a concept of tantra. In tantra, the whole creation is known as sambhuti, when Taraka Brahma, by his own will, takes the help of the five fundamental factors, the Panchabhutas, his physical entity comes within the scope of Saguna Brahma. Otherwise, he is Nirguna Brahma. When Taraka Brahma takes the assistance of the five fundamental factors, according to Tantra, it is called his Mahasambhuti. In Tantra Sadhana, or in Ananda Marga Sadhana, one whose goal is Purushottama, merges in Saguna Brahma, and one who aims at Nirguna Brahma 
becomes surrendered into the objectless entity. It is only in Tantra that the sadhana of Taraka Brahma has been specially defined, distinct from the sadhana of Nirguna and Saguna, and has its own peculiarity. Theoretically speaking, Saguna Brahma has infinite samskaras, and so for an infinite time to come, Saguna Brahma will continue to enjoy the fruits of its own past actions. Nirguna is the objectless entity, with no action or derivation, but Taraka Brahma is the middle point and can fulfill the function of both. He guides, loves, and favors his affectionate sons and daughters. His children say that he cannot live without loving them and address him, O oh, our great father, our affectionate mother, our all. We remember thee, we adore thee, O oh, witnessing entity, we offer our homage to thee. Thou art the only rescue in this crude worldly ocean, so to thee we surrender ourselves. This complete surrender is the summum bonum of all spiritual sadhana, which only can lead to him from where decline is not even imaginable. Really blessed is one who has attained this complete surrender unto him, like the piece of salt which went to measure the depth of the ocean. But a momentous divine jerk and an attraction occurred, and the bit of salt was lost. No one knows where. Taraka Brahma is not a figure of philosophy. It is a creation of devotional sentiment. June 1, 1959, Jamalpur. Thank you.